My mother-in-law is suing me for not letting her see my kids one weekend. She thinks they're her kids. This is what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. So this has been my week slash weekend, guys. Friday night around 10.30 p.m., my mother-in-law texted my hubby informing us that she would be at the apartment to get the kids Saturday evening. This was worded as an FYI, not a request. At the time, she was informed that we have plans for Saturday evening, but she could get them Sunday if weather permitted. She argued this, but gave in. Saturday night comes and the roads are not safe. Mixed snow and rain all day with more in the forecast for Sunday. My husband texts my mother-in-law that the kids wouldn't be going anywhere because of the road conditions. She agreed that the roads were bad and we thought that was the end of it. On Sunday, my husband went to work and the kids and I went about our normal weekend routine. Then, at noon, my mother-in-law shows up on my porch informing me she was taking the kids and also had the stuff to cut their hair, which had never been discussed. I reiterate that husband had told her the kids were not leaving the house because the roads were not safe. She proceeded to scream at me that she can take the kids whenever she wants to because they are mine. I told her, have a good day, and then shut and locked the door. I then texted my husband to let him know what had gone on and to expect her to contact him. She sat in my parking lot for 10 minutes screaming at him and then left. When she left, I called a friend to come over in case she came back before my husband got home from work. The day was going as normal until at 3pm when someone tried to walk into the apartment without knocking and then began pounding on the door. Mother-in-law was back, knowing there was about 5 hours until husband got home. I did not open the door. She started calling and texting my husband at work, telling him to call her or she would call the cops. He did not. About an hour before he got off, she texted him saying she had called and was waiting for them to arrive. My husband took a different route home, which allowed him to avoid walking past her car, and we went about our normal night. Kids, bath, and bedtime since there was school the next day. She finally pulled out of the parking lot at 9.30 p.m., six and a half hours after arriving. The texts and calls haven't stopped, and today she left my husband a voicemail threatening legal action if he doesn't call her and let her see the kids. We've removed her from all of the kids' information at their schools in case she tries to go that route and are currently looking for a lawyer to make sure nothing happens. Can someone please tell me what is wrong with this lady? I really wish I could help you out there, original poster. Definitely something is wrong with this woman. I don't know if she's delusional or what, but this sounds like it could be a potentially dangerous situation for the kids. I feel like they definitely made the right call in having her removed from all the kids' information and such. She seems to be a little off her rocker, at least at the moment. I wonder if this is something that she's been dealing with for a long time, or has this come out of the blue? Either way, mom and the kids are safe, so that's all that matters. I really don't want my disabled sister coming to my wedding. I know this sounds awful, but please, hear me out. I'm a 22-year-old female, and my sister, Anna, is 21 and is special needs. She has severe autism, and while she is verbal, most of her communication is physical, like sign language due to her social discomfort. She does speak around family though and has pretty bad cognitive skills. She can't comprehend boundaries and lives with our parents so they can best watch her. I'm getting married in three months. We planned a simple wedding and reception at my fiance Michael's parents' farm and barn. Since it's all going to be DIY and we aren't planning anything too expensive, we can do things pretty quickly since flowers, food, and decor will be provided by his family. 
I sent out invites last week and I asked that Anna not come. I told my parents I understood that would mean they may not show up, but it was just a heads up. Why no Anna? She has an issue with touching Michael and trying to kiss him. At times when we were at my parents' house, Anna would try and grab Michael's hands, try to lean in to kiss him, or would have really bad shutdowns if she wasn't allowed to be directly next to him. We've tried speaking to her, but there's only so much we can do when she doesn't really understand. I told my parents I just want one day for Michael to be my partner and not Anna's comfort person. They called me selfish and asked how I expected them to agree to something like this. They told me Anna is disabled and may never experience a wedding of her own. And while I have Michael for probably the rest of our lives, she'll have no one. And that Michael and I can be a little more understanding to the reality of her life. I feel like a total jerk. And what they're saying has really gotten to me and I'm starting to question my decision. Update. My parents called me letting me know they won't be coming. And that it's best I don't bring Michael around anymore since I've chosen some man over my sister. They told me that Anna wanting to kiss Michael and hug him is normal for women her age. And that she doesn't understand what her feelings mean. I suggested they try to redirect her during the wedding, but they said Michael is going to be family to her and he needs to get over it. I suggested they watch the wedding via web and they said that's not fair and that they deserve to see things in person. I asked if I could pay for someone with proper credentials to watch her that day while they pay attention and they asked what I would do when they died and if I'd pawn her off every time. I dropped the unfortunate truth bomb that I don't want to put any more of my life aside for Anna anymore. I did it up until I turned 18, and that Anna is not my life's responsibility and I won't be her keeper. I assured them I'd pay for her care, but if she's okay doing this to Michael, then I worry for if I ever do choose to have children and what she would do to them. They said I was sick for suggesting she'd do anything to my future children and hung up on me. They sent a lengthy text telling me not to contact them until I could do the right thing. So that's where we are. What do you guys think? Am I being a jerk about all of this? Okay, I feel like this one is not cut and dry at all. This definitely has a lot of gray areas here. Now, I'm not a doctor, and I haven't had any kind of extended contact with someone with autism like this. So it's hard for me to really give any input on Anna's behavior here. All I can do is try and see things from our original poster's point of view. And in that, I do see how her sister's behavior would make her uncomfortable and that this isn't something that she would want happening at the wedding. Now, I would also think that having to live with Anna for 18 years, that she would understand her condition a little bit more. While I was reading, I thought the same thing that the mother said, which is that Anna is an older woman and doesn't understand the feelings that she's having, probably. To that extent, it needs to be a little more forgiven, I think. And that is what has happened up until this point. But our original poster just wanted one day of the wedding to not have to worry about this kind of thing. While I do think it would suck Anna not being able to go to the wedding and getting to see her sister get married, which I'm sure would make her very happy, again, I understand where our original poster is coming from. Now, I'm not saying that she's right, because I honestly don't know, but I understand her feelings. Let me know what you guys think about this one in the comments. I had to turn off the home Wi-Fi so that my wife would stop working. I, 35, have been married to my wife, Jen, for three years. And before that, we dated for six years. She's also 32 weeks or eight months pregnant with twins. She's my best friend and I absolutely adore her. 
with one minor flaw. She's a huge workaholic slash perfectionist. While we both have very well-paying jobs, Jen's job is way more stressful and time-demanding. Even though she's brilliant and amazing at what she does, she often works around the clock. On average, 60-hour weeks, at home and in the office. This wasn't a problem before, but about two weeks ago, her doctor told her to take a step back from work i.e. to go on early leave, since the stress was starting to cause her a couple of health issues, even though the babies themselves are fine. However, being the workaholic that she is, she's still been working from her laptop 6-8 to eight hours almost every day. Which, fine. I understand that she had a couple of cases that she needed to finish, but most days she was so focused on work that she was forgetting to eat meals and falling asleep at her desk. So yesterday when I got home, I realized she had done the same thing again. I woke her up and told her that she needed to go rest in bed. She insisted she was fine and said there was an emergency with a client of hers and she just needed to finalize some things for a coworker. I asked her to just take a break first and take a nap and eat, but she said that she would once it was done and that it wouldn't take her more than an hour. I told her, fine, but no longer than an hour even though I was pretty annoyed. So two hours later, when she was still working, I became frustrated and unplugged the Wi-Fi and put the cable out of sight. The only purpose of this was to cut her off from work on her laptop because she clearly had no intention of stopping. Once she realized, she yelled at me, called me a jerk, and she said I was treating her like a child and accused me of being controlling, condescending, and borderline abusive. I told her that she's being stupid and just to let the coworker that asked for her help to handle it. I said that she was free to use the mobile hotspot on her phone or figure out the router herself, but otherwise I would plug it back in when I woke up, which I did. She was so mad that she slept in the guest room, and when I went to apologize the next morning for calling her stupid, not for cutting the internet, she said that she can't even look at me. She hasn't said another word to me since. I'm starting to feel like I might have been a bit extreme even if I only did it out of concern. But honestly, she's overdoing it by trying to meet deadlines that she's not even supposed to be responsible for. So, am I the jerk? I really don't think you're being the jerk in this situation. You're honestly only looking out for your wife's best interests. She really does sound like a workaholic. And with her condition now, she needs to be taken care of. And to take care of herself. I understand for some people it's hard to relinquish control like that. And as a result, they tend to get angry and defensive. Which is what we're seeing here. I hope she really does come to understand that you're just doing this out of concern for her. And she does need to learn when to take a break. If ever there's a time, it's when you're 8 months pregnant with twins. Lady, we can already tell you're a superhero. You don't need to prove anything else to anyone. Get some rest. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. I announced to my sexist stepfather that I will not be sharing my college funds with my stepbrother. I, 18-year-old female, found out a couple months ago that I got into my dream school early that happens to be an Ivy League school. I was overjoyed, and my parents were happy for me too. We're not too well off, but my grandma saved up money for her only granddaughter, me, to have a college fund, which is more than enough to fund my tuition. Now, I have a stepbrother. Damon, 19-year-old male. He took a gap year, not really, and he's going to college too, but he's going to a college less costly than mine. Honestly, he's only going to attend college because of his dad's incessant nagging. So recently, my parents, moreover my stepdad, is bugging me about sharing my college funds with Damon. I don't want to, or else I'll have debt after graduation and it will shatter all my financial planning after college. Last night at dinner was my breaking point when stepdad asked again. I said no, then he said to my mom, Well, anyway, she's a girl. Why waste that much money on her college? I completely lost it. I yelled out, You know what? I've had enough. First of all, it's not even your money to decide what to do with. It's the money my grandma left for my college tuition. Besides, my gender doesn't define my intelligence. I got into an Ivy League school, didn't I? Then Damon says with a grin that I need to accept that he's smarter. Now, here's where I may have been the jerk. I said, at least I have plans and ambitions unlike Damon, who told everyone he was taking a gap year when he actually failed, which was true. Stepdad and Damon stormed off and my mom called me a jerk. But what do you guys think? No, I think that comment was entirely fair game. I think everything you said was completely true. It is your money. It was left to you by your grandmother for your college tuition. You got into a great school that you actually care about and want to get the education. It sounds like your stepbrother would really just be a waste of the money and end up dropping out, which isn't something that you would want to financially be contributing to. And stepdad probably knows this as well, which is why he's trying to pawn off some of the funds to you. Stepbrother wanted to cut in with a snarky comment and got one right back. 
And he's just pissed that yours was better. You're not the jerk. Don't feel like one. People need to take responsibility for their own actions or their own kids. If you want to go to college, you pay for it. If you want your kid to go to college, you pay for it. Why do you expect someone else to cover that cost for you? You clearly understand how much money it is and how hard it is to get that kind of money. Else you would have it readily available already, wouldn't you? So cut the girl some slack. And that sexist comment, screw you. I refuse to pay for a pair of shoes my son supposedly destroyed. For some general context, I, 37-year-old female, am a divorced mother of two and I have custody of my kids for the majority of the year, due to the fact that their father, 38-year-old male, travels for work. But when he's in town, it's not uncommon for him to want to spend the week with them. My kids were at their father's for the week last week and when they came home, my son, 17-year-old male, brought me a receipt for a pair of $700 shoes that he needed to pay for. Obviously, I was confused, and so my son explained that while at school, he accidentally stepped on a kid's shoes. My kid's shoes were muddy from being outside, and apparently the mud caused so much damage to these expensive shoes that they needed to be replaced. I called my ex to get some further clarification, and he told me that it was our job as parents to set a good example to our kids and show that we fix things when we make mistakes. Which is why he told this kid's mom that I would pay for a new pair of shoes. His reasoning for this was that I received child support from him and that I should have enough money to replace these shoes. I ended up calling the mother of this kid to try and talk to her to explain that I had not agreed to pay for these shoes, which caused her to get very upset with me over the phone because my ex had told her that we would cover the shoes and that it was our right to pay for these shoes. At this point, I was pretty frustrated and told her that if her son was so worried about his shoes, he shouldn't wear them to school. I told her that this was all just a mistake that happened, but that I wouldn't be paying for a new set of shoes. Since then, the mother has told me that she would seek legal counsel if I didn't pay, but I've decided to stick to my guns on this. So what do you guys think? Am I being the jerk here? So this is a bit of a weird one where I kind of feel like everybody's right. I do think that they should pay for the shoes. $700 is a massive cost. If that was a nice pair of shoes and your kid ruined them, it is logical for you to have to replace them. I also agree that if it's a $700 pair of shoes, the kid shouldn't be wearing them to school in the first place. I agree with the mother, who says that she doesn't feel like she should have to pay for these. The only clear person in the wrong here is the father. The thing he got right was accepting responsibility for his son ruining the shoes. The thing he got wrong was then immediately passing that responsibility to his ex-wife. If you're going to offer this woman payment for the shoes, be prepared to at least pay for half of it, and his reasoning for his ex-wife paying for it is that he pays child support? That doesn't cover random $700 shoes. That covers basic food and expenses. You can't just throw this kind of thing in and assume that child support would cover it. I feel like he really and truly is the jerk of this story. I chose my senior cat over my sister and potentially allowed her to become homeless. I'll preface this by saying my mother treated my sister and I differently. I was always less than while she could do no wrong. She'd always buy my sister everything she wanted while I wore her hand-me-downs. I moved out at 18, worked through college, went non-contact with my mom and low contact with my sister, and our paths diverged greatly from there. I now work in a field that pays well, while she's a stay-at-home mom. I guess I never quite got over this, and while I know the main jerk is my mother and my sister didn't really know any better, I still fester negative feelings towards both of them. I found Tom in a bag as a newborn kitten. 
He was the only one still alive and I raised him over summer break when I was 13. Then when school started, my mother got rid of him and I had to go through great and extreme lengths to find out where she dumped him. Took me a week to find him and we've been together ever since. For a few months, Tom hasn't really been okay and has been slowly declining. The vet, however, based on the recent blood panel we did, was confident that he still had some life left to live and said that he's by far the healthiest geriatric cat she's seen in a while. Thus, we decided to try out surgery to improve his quality of life, even though he's 21. This surgery comes with a price tag. I'm not in the US, but it's around three months worth of minimum wage in my country. It won't set us back much, hardly an inconvenience, but we'll be frugal just in case complications happen. He's scheduled for Monday, fingers crossed. Anyway, my sister dropped by on Sunday, which was strange. We haven't spoken since she messaged me a Merry Christmas gift on Facebook. Looks like her husband jumped onto the NFT bandwagon and they're kind of broke and a few months behind on mortgage and asked if I could help her out with the payments since they're at risk of becoming homeless. I said, I'm sorry she's going through this, but this is not a good time for me either and listed the reasons above. I don't want to ever be in a situation where my cat's life depends on $100 that I can't afford to pay. I suggested she get a job and maybe downsize slash move in with mother while they get back up on their feet. She did not take this well. She called me names and a crazy cat lady that's going to end up alone, plus some other nice words. I kicked her out. My mother and other relatives have been spamming me through the week for being heartless and caring more about an animal than my own flesh and blood. My husband says I could have just given her some cash to avoid the drama. And he's right, I could have. This is why I feel like I might be the jerk. In the end, the main reason I chose not to help is due to my childhood baggage. Well, it does kind of sound like you're addressing the issue yourself here right at the end. That the real reason you said no is due to what went on when you were a kid. Which you also stated yourself isn't really your sister's fault. Now, I do agree that she has the option of just getting a job, and it sounds like she would rather just ask for the money than have to actually do some work. At the end of the day, I don't know what their situation is. It was stated that she's a stay-at-home mom, so with a couple rugrats running around, maybe she needs to be there and can't be getting a job right now. And you did say that technically you could give her the money. Now, with all of this in consideration, I still don't really think you're being a jerk here. I understand your feelings and why you did what you did. There's a lot of negative emotions there. But sometimes overcoming those negative emotions and doing something to help someone who you feel has slighted you can actually really turn that relationship around. This action of helping her out could have ended up bringing you guys closer than ever. But I guess now we may never know. I don't know. It's hard for me to definitively call this poster a jerk. What do you guys think? When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.